Hey man, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. There's no uh, <clears throat> ringing or nothing, right? It's just me? Yeah, it's just you. Excellent. Well, we're all set up here. Cool, yeah. It took took a little while, but uh, we out here. Yes, sir. Tried hot mic, didn't work. Twitch, didn't work. Anchor coming through. We love to see it. We have planned for the day. Today we have the recap of week week ten. Was it or week nine? nine. Week, week nine. nine. We have the recap of week nine. Uh, we have our game picks for next week, and we're gonna do another tier list. Uh, and uh, it'll it'll work. It um. I'll be doing it on my laptop. You can do it on yours as well, and then we'll just tell the people where we're putting who and what. Uh, <clears throat> and so I wanted your opinion. Did you want to do a quarterback tier list? I would rather not. No? What kind of tier list would you want to do? The team's tier list for now, and then if we want do to we... do any other ones, we can do that. You know what? Yeah, let's do let's do the team tier list. We'll update this every week. We'd love to see it. Okay, I'm just gonna get all set up here. All right, welcome to the Clutch Ball Podcast, your weekly podcast for all NFL news and games and such. I'm Garrett. This is Jay. And uh, here we go. We're going to jump right into it with week nine, Jets-Colts. Uh, I, I, we did all the, the our game bets and stuff on Twitch for week nine, um, but then Twitch bugged and didn't, you know, work. Yikes. So, yeah. Um, but I had the Jets. Um Riding high on that Mike White train just for him to go out after the first drive. Jay had the Colts. Um, I would ask, like, why you picked the Colts, but the real question is, why did I pick the Jets? That part. Uh, I'm just high on Mike White right now, and he was really good. He was 7 for 11, 95 yards and a tutty before he came out. But, hey, this Josh Johnson fella, bro. He was literally a journeyman quarterback, and he comes in 27-41 for 317, three tutties and a pick. That's not bad. That's pretty good. On the, other, on the other offensive side, you got Michael Carter, 13 for 49. Wasn't real nothing there. Receiving uh, Elijah Moore, 7 for 84 and two touchdowns. Whoever had Elijah Moore in fantasy, uh, you're eating. Uh, Keelan Cole, 5 for 66. And then you had Jeff Smith, 3 for 40. Ty Johnson, 2 for 40. And a tutty. I don't know who Ty Johnson is. I think it's the backup running back, who also, I believe, had a fumble as well. Um, no good defense. John Franklin Myers with the sack. And nothing real else. There really was no defense in that game. Uh, um, and then uh, that, that, that's uh, the punter, uh, Thomas Morstead. I know I don't bring, we're not we're going to bring up punting and kicking because it's a lot of time spent, but he did have three 
56 with an average of 52, one inside the 20. Yeah, that's all. So, there's that. I just expected the Colts to win. Uh, If Mike White would have stayed in, I feel like I would have been a little more confident. But Josh Johnson still did come in and play really good. Uh, It's just uh, their defense is so bad. The Jets' defense is so horrendous. Like, there's no – there's nothing I can say to make myself feel better about that Jets' defense. Like, just Carson Wentz absolutely made them his son. Uh, And so that's rough. Yeah, and speaking of Carson Wentz, um, I'm going to do the Colts offense and defense, you know, all the stats. Uh, Carson Wentz, today, or not today, Thursday, my bad. He went 2 of 30 for 272, three touchdowns and no picks. A solid game for him, considering how, uh, as of late. And so, consistent well, as well. Yeah, it was a real get back a- for him. He's really been looking good every week, though. Like, every week, um, he's been getting better, I mean. Uh, week one, it, it, was, it was one of those, it was like, he had two sprained ankles, and it was like, did the Colts just waste picks? But, I mean, and they also started off 0-3. and three. So, the Colts are really starting to come into their own, um, and Carson Wentz is improving every week, which, if you're a Colts fan, you love to see. 4-2 and two in their last six. Very interesting. Yes. Impressive. In terms of Jonathan Taylor rushed 19 times for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Naeem Hine rushed six times for 74 touchdown, and no one else really of mentioning. In terms of receiving, we have five receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. Zach Pascal four for eight. Naeem Hines four for 34, and no one else really of mentioning. I will. Talk about the two people who did end up getting touchdowns. Uh, Pinter, touchdown, and Jack Doyle for touchdown. Jack Doyle, I love Jack Doyle. This game, collar fella, right there. This game definitely was a bit of a fumble fest. Oh, it was in the first like half, I would say. Jonathan fumbled, Michael Pittman fumbled. uh, oh, sorry. Ty Johnson for the Jets fumbled. Yeah, it was a bad day. And it's not raining or anything. Mm-mm. Didn't keep their hand on the ball. Uh, interceptions. We'll just talk about defense in general. Bobby Okerke. Okerke. Not sure how to pronounce that name. Okerke. Had one interception. And uh, defense. Not really much to say. Then Taylor Stallworth having two sacks for loss. But solid. Yeah, that was just one of those games where it was like, man, what did you expect? Yeah, I know you. Uh, I know you probably didn't expect a thirty to forty-five game, um, especially after Mike White came out. But um, I really was expecting it to be kind of a like a maybe like a seventeen twenty-eight game. Somewhere around there. Uh, but, hey, um, that Colts defense needs to stiffen up a little bit because uh, now they got a half-decent offense starting to run now, and now their defense is is, is, is letting a fourth-string quarterback who's been a journeyman his entire career have over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Um, but, hey, yo, props up to him, though. I mean, he stayed ready. 
and delivered. You know what I mean? So that's pretty it, excellent for them. I think it's worth noting that the Colts offense had 532 total yards, which is since week 13 to 2004 for them. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz just looks more comfortable every week. Uh, if this defense can stifle up like how it was last year, give this Colts team last year's Colts defense, and this is a wild card playoff team. I would say. I don't Anything? That. Any uh, any last words from you about the Jets Colts game? Uh, not really. I had already asked why you picked the Jets, but I was asking you the entire game. Ah. Ah, uh, yeah, Mike White season, baby. And then he got hurt. The Raiders Giants. Raiders Giants. Uh, this was a game nobody expected this the game. Giants to win. Yeah. This game they was a yeah, they really did. The Raiders, I mean, how, how long can the Raiders really play hero ball? They had the John Gruden BS. They had the Henry Ruggs BS. You know what I mean? Like, how long can they continue to play hero ball before all of this stuff at least starts to catch up with them? And 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 the the late game implosion by the Raiders, uh, along with that Derek Carr pick six, that hurt. It's got um, it, 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 this team needs some stability all around it. I mean, Jay, seriously, like. How long do you think this team was going to be able to go before something goes wrong? Like, they were playing good, playing good, and it's just like, wow, it's like all these issues aren't affecting them, and then this happens. It was just a matter of time. Is it a matter of the team being just good with not really, like, paying attention to what's going on around them, or did they just overlook the Giants because... Might have overlooked the Giants. I mean, the Giants looked really good against the Chiefs, but I'm going to keep it a book. That Chiefs team is no good. Uh, we'll get to yeah. that. Um, but that, that Chiefs team is not good. Like, bad. Like, something's up with my boy Patty Mahomes over here. Uh, he's not looking like a $500 million quarterback right now. And he hasn't in the last couple of weeks. It's kind of the NFL works, though, once you pay them. They either get injured or they start to play terribly. Mm-hmm. Do the stats for the Raiders or the Giants? Uh, I'll do the Raiders, I guess. All right, I'll go. So Derek Carr the for the Raiders, at thirty for forty-six, two ninety-six, one touchdown, two picks. One of them a pick six. Rushing, we have Josh Jacobs, thirteen for seventy-six, and then Kenyon Drake, four for thirty. Receiving Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league, seven for ninety-two. Kenyon Drake had six for 70. Hunter Renfro, seven for 49 and a touchdown. No one else really worth mentioning. Uh, except for Alec Ingold, three for 28, and he hurdled someone. That's the fullback. The fullback hurdled someone, and it was amazing. I thought hmm. that was worth noting. Defense, uh, Nate Hobbs with the sack. Yannick Ngakwe with two sacks. I didn't know he was on the Raiders. Oh, I thought they're still on the Ravens. Oh, geez. Um, uh, nowhere else. Kick, punt. No, not really. Uh, and it was just for the Raiders. It was really disappointing because they kind of they kind of got out to this lead. Uh, <clears throat> they had a they had a uh, what thirteen to ten lead, and then there was the pick six, and the offense was really stifled, and then there was another pick. And the Giants had a score late, and the Raiders weren't able to do anything with their last drive. It was 
disappointing, but for the Giants, uh, this is a feel-good win. Like their their defense is really starting to really, really, really like toughen up, and and uh, it's been looking really good for them. They look good against the Chiefs, even though that's not very hard to do, and they just knocked off a pretty good Raiders team. Uh, and it's things are looking pretty pretty good for New York right now. Yeah. So with New York, um, Daniel Jones had a pretty solid day for his standards. He went fifteen to twenty, only had one hundred ten yards, but that's enough to get you a win against the Raiders. And he threw for one touchdown, no picks, but he did fumble and lose it. So the turnover game continues for Mister Jones. In terms of rushing, Devontae Booker rushed 21 times, just barely missed out on a 100-yard game by one yard, so had 99. Elijah Penny, five rushes for 35 yards, and no one else really mentioning. In terms of receiving, Evan Ingram had three receptions for 38 and a touchdown. And, yeah, there's not really much else to mention in terms of receiving. No one eclipsed 50 yards, like, at all. Uh, like I said before, Daniel Jones did end up fumbling and losing that fumble. Uh, Quincy Roche did force a fumble, and then the sorry Leonard Williams ended up recovering that. In terms of interceptions or just defense in general, uh, you've got Xavier McKinney with the both of the interceptions on a uh, Derek Carr, one of which going for a pick six, which we've already. And no one else to really mention on defense aside from Quincy Roche also getting a sack. Remember correctly, it was a strip sack, but I could be wrong. Talk about kicking and punting anymore because it's kind of taking up a lot of time to do so. Oh, but yeah. yeah, solid win for the defense. Just played a better game, and uh, it's one of those situations where defense wins championships. However, this Giants team will not be winning a championship this year. Nah, yeah, that, 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 that's yeah, that's not happening. Let's be honest. Let's keep it on the let's keep it on the, the, the outside of the realm of make believe. This Giants team is probably gonna win anywhere from I say like six to, uh, five to seven games, if I had to take a guess here. Um That sounds about right. And and so uh this is just the defense just showed up. Daniel Jones, you know, he's just doing his thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is the the defense one of the Giants. Definitely. Their offense was I, but it, it was just a matter of defense was just better in so next many we've ways. Got, next we've got Atlanta versus New Orleans. Uh, you can do the Falcons and go first while I'm still setting up this tier maker. Totally fine. This was really... Not an interesting game until the fourth quarter. There were a couple lead changes, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, for the most part, this game was dominated almost entirely by Atlanta until Trevor Simeon decided he wanted to play fourth quarter. Uh, Matt Ryan ended up going 23 for 30, 343 yards, two touchdowns and no interceptions. In terms of rushing, Mike Davis had nine rushes for 13 yards. Pretty sure that's a season low for him. Cordell Patterson... Nine rushes for 10 yards. Wow, nobody rushed in this game. Understandable. Uh, in terms of receiving, however, Cordero Patterson ended up catching six targets for 126, no touchdowns. 
Uh, Russell Gage, 7 for 64. Kyle Pitts, 3 for 62. And two touchdowns. Or sorry, no. Alameda Zacchaeus ended up catching 3 for 58 and two touchdowns. And yeah, that's about it in terms of receiving. In terms of fumbles, Cordero Patterson did fumble the ball, as did Mike Davis. That's probably why the two of them didn't really rush much. And then, yeah, there's not really much else to talk about in terms of fumbles. Nobody got any picks. In terms of defense, James Waters had one sack. And that's it. So there was really no defense for Atlanta, as always. And their offense didn't really show up the ways that they needed to, but they did enough to get a win. Yeah, I mean... Talk about Matt Ryan and Cordero Patterson hooking up late game to get the Falcons in field goal position. Crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, here on the same side, we have Trevor Simeon, who was 25 for 41, 249, and two touchdowns. Taysom Hill came in, who was 2 for 2, 33 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Rushing, Alvin Kamara, 13 for 50 for one touchdown. Mark Ingram. Glad to see him back on the Saints and get him out of Houston. Oh, good Lord. Nine for 43. Uh, no one else really worth mentioning. Receiving, Alvin Kamara, four for 54. Trey Quan Smith, three for 53. Deontay Harris, six for 52. And no one else really worth mentioning, except for I didn't know Kenny Stills was on the Saints. Oh, boy. Defense, Marcus Davenport with one sack. Cam Jordan with a sack. I know Jay's not too fond of Cam Jordan, but we won't talk about that. Uh, kick returns, fun, none of that's... Yeah, uh, this was simply the matter of... I think the Fal- uh, the Falcons just got the ball with, with too much time left. And then the Saints' defense, really, they were doing aight at first, the beginning of the drive. But, I mean, how do you lose, how do you lose focus of Cordero Patterson? You know what I mean? Just an absolute defensive implosion on that play, which set up the young way coup field goal to make it his second game winning field goal of the season. Uh, congrats to him. Cause remember a couple years ago when he was on the chargers and he was missing all those kicks and everyone's like, you know, he's so trash. He's never going to be in the league. Cause he missed like four kicks in a game. Well, and now here he is living in sunny Atlanta, kicking game winners. And you just, you love to see it. Uh, Next we've got the Bills Jaguars. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Bills? No, it's okay. I was I was transitioning as well. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, this was not really a game. Oh, my goodness. Bills. What the hell? What happened? Huh? This game was literally let... field goals the entire way through. Um, and now we can talk about field goals because <laughs> those are the only things scored. Yeah. Oh, I'll do Bills. You got Jags? I got you. Josh Allen, 31 for 47, 264 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. Oh, my goodness. Didn't he throw a pick to Josh Allen on the other team? He did. Josh Allen picked off Josh Allen. Oh, goodness. Rushing, Josh Allen, five for 50, and then it's Devin Singletary, six for 50. Look at this, bro. There was only what five, six, seven, eight, nine designed run plays. We're not counting Josh Allen. That's like you know that's quarterback. That's not a design run uh, most of the time. Uh, 
but they only ran it nine times and they passed it 31. They completed uh, it 31 times, but they threw yeah, they 47 passed it 47. times. Yeah, whoopsies. Uh, it, it, you, you can't run away from your run game, uh, especially when it's a low-scoring game and Josh Allen was obviously not doing very well. Uh, you got to take some pressure off your quarterback and get the run game going. Um, receiving, Stephon Diggs, six uh, receptions for 85 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, four receptions for 65 yards. Devin Singletary had seven for 43, and no one else really worth mentioning unless you want to count Cole Beasley, who was eight for uh, eight for 33. Uh, also, Stephon Diggs had uh, AEW wrestling shoes, cleats on, which were fire. Just noting. Tredavious White with half a sack. Mario Addison with a sack. Uh, nothing else and no picks. Wow, good job, Trevor. Yeah, so speaking of Trevor Lawrence, uh, he played just enough to actually get his second win, first win on American soil. But, whoa, what a day. Six yards, no touchdowns, but no picks as well, which is a good thing for him because he seems to be pick happy. Hey, Jake, can you hear me? The league. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, because I just got a phone call. I apologize. I want to make sure I didn't mess with my mic. You're good. It also did end up coming into the game as well with two passes for three, but it's not really worth mentioning. It's kind of just one of those, huh, we're winning. Anyways, uh, in terms of rushing, 21 rushes for 67, and absolutely nobody else worth mentioning. In terms of receiving, Dan Arnold, former Panther and Cardinal. Uh, four receptions, yards. No one else worth mentioning. The only reason we say that is because no one else really got to 50 yards. And if you don't get to 50, what kind of game are you playing? It's just Fact. on both sides of the ball in terms of offense and defense. It was a defensive battle. That's what we can say. But offense, nobody showed up on either side of, of the ball. Uh, Carl and lose it. And that was in terms of fumbles, in terms of interceptions. Uh, one of the interceptions that Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, threw was a – sorry. It wasn't a linebacker, Josh Allen, of the Jaguars. And the other one was uh, Rudy Ford. Neither of them were pick six, and neither of them really did anything with it. But, I mean, hey, two picks, right? Good job. In terms of defense, linebacker Josh Allen had a sack. Linebacker Josh Allen of the Jaguars was a real hero today. He did a lot. One sack, two tackles for loss. He did not get a touchdown, but he also had eight tackles. Nice. Uh, Wayne Smoot, he also had a sack and a tackle for loss. And I believe that's it. No one else really worth it. Oh, sorry. Taven Bryan. Taven Bryan. Two tackles. Sorry. Yeah, two tackles for loss and two sacks. And now. No one else really worth mentioning. In terms of kicking, Matthew Wright, who? Uh, he went three for four with a 55, no extra points. And we're not really going to talk about punting because no one really cares. That that hurts. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, um... But with that, the the game, uh, the Bills were in field goal uh, field goal range to tie up the game, but.
but they got a little greedy and they wanted the end zone. Uh, and I believe he got strip sacked and then that was game. Yeah. The offensive line couldn't do anything. The receivers were mostly getting jammed up at the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is not the Bills did not look like a good team. The Jags, we did not the Jags are the Jags. They're not gonna win more than like five games this year. They're not I'll very be surprised good. if they get to five wins. I'm singing a That's three and thirteen, four and sorry, three and fourteen, four and thirteen type season. I could see that. But man, the Bills always have this weird thing of of just frankly shitting the bed. Week one against the Steelers, it was just like obviously the Bills. Uh, nope, they lost. But then they came out firing the next game, and I think that's what's going to happen this next game too. Is the Bills are going to come out firing? Uh, uh, but this is just these are those little games where you can kind of pinpoint what went wrong, and what the Bills need to do is pinpoint. Okay, what's happening? Is Josh Allen not getting protected? Is his decision making not doing good? Is the receivers not getting uh, any any uh, separation? So this is something you go into the film room and you go, okay, we just put six points up on the Jaguars and lost. Like these little things are going to come back to bite them in future games. Uh, they won't always be as bad as this. Um. Uh, but like if they, you know, big games at the end of the season, these little mistakes, these little slip ups that happen in these games, uh, they're gonna re- they're they're gonna uh, peak their head. And it's gonna be bad. Yeah, it might also end up messing them up in terms of a home field advantage. But we're gonna get on to the next. We've got Cleveland versus Cincinnati. We have what the Cleveland Browns was. Cincinnati Bengals, and oh my goodness, as a Cleveland Browns fan, this was amazing. Uh, I'm trying to stay biased here, but oh my goodness, uh, the Browns are free from Odell Beckham. <laughs> they are free. I'm a dude. Stay unbiased. Uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to stay unbiased, man. I know people are going to be Bengals fans. They're going to be like, oh, you know, I get that. So I'm just trying to stay unbiased. This is a good win for the Browns when they really needed it. Uh, this Bengals team came out firing at first. Then Denzel Ward uh, had a 99 yard pick six. And just since then, the Bengals couldn't get it in rhythm. Joe Burrow, I believe, had two picks. Uh, it just was not pretty. Um, but I'll go over the Brown side of things. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Uh, Baker Mayfield, that was 14 for 21 of 218 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. Rushing, Nick Chubb, now the best running back in the league with the injury to Derrick Henry. 14 carries to 137 yards, two tutties. Carrying my fantasy team every week, thank you. Dearness Johnson, I won, by the way. Uh, I did win in fantasy. Uh, because the Rams, they had uh, Daryl Henderson, who's I was worried about, but then they played from behind the whole time, which means no touches. So, yay. Uh, Dearness Johnson, eight for eight rushes for 16 yards. Jarvis Landry had one carry for zero yards. In fact, I think it was negative yards because he tried to pitch it back to Nick Chubb, and Nick just rightfully just jumped on it. Receiving-wise, Donovan Peoples-Jones, two receptions for 86 yards and a touchdown on a bomb 60-yard pass. That was amazing. Nick Chubb, two uh, receptions for 26. Harrison Bryant, two for 26. No one else really worth mentioning. Uh, Njoku did have a touchdown, as well as Peoples-Jones. On defense, uh, 
Uh, there's a lot of defense here. Uh, Anthony Walker, one sack. Troy Hill had two sacks. Actually, no, this is wrong. I believe Troy Hill had three sacks, and he has the Browns' all-time record for sacks by a cornerback. I believe he has three sacks. Um, interceptions, John Johnson has an interception. Denzel Ward has an interception. I believe there's also a fumble recovery when John Johnson knocked the ball out. Uh, and then uh, kick returns, none of that, really. Uh, this was just a good win for the Browns. I mean, all the Odell drama, all the really, really low scoring, and they just came out and just, just frankly, just pummeled the Bengals. Yeah, it was. Can't really say so for the Bengals, but we still got to get their stats in. Oh, yes. Oh, he went 28 of 40. I don't understand why you're making your quarterback throw for over 40, but when you're playing behind, I can understand. Uh, 282 yards, no touchdowns, and two picks, one of which being a pick six, 99 yards. Wow. And then they had Brendan Allen come in at the end of the game, I believe. One for two, six yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. In terms of rushing, Joe Mixon went 13 for 64 and two touchdowns. The only two touchdowns of the game for the Bengals. And I believe they also got a... Or they missed an extra point, one of the two. Um, yeah, no one else really worth mentioning in terms of rushing for receiving. T. Higgins, six receptions, 78 yards. Jamar Chase, six receptions, 49 yards, no touchdowns for, I believe, the first time in his career. I could be wrong there, but yeah, not really a good day for Jamar Chase. He was targeted 13 times, which means he dropped seven. Wow. He was, he was Um, matched up on, um... I believe for most of the game, it was Greg Newsome, the rookie for the Browns uh, cornerback, because I believe Denzel Ward was on T. Higgins all game. And uh, the rookie, on the rookie, uh, it was just fun to watch, uh, not even on a bias standpoint, because Jamar had him a couple times, but then a couple times there's this one uh, a post route, which is significant because he had beaten Greg probably about three yards off. And Joe just barely put it in the wrong spot where he kind of, instead of throwing his receivers open, he kind of tried to put it where he was at. And that allowed Greg to recover and bat the ball down. Hmm. Uh, and he had a, uh, he had a fourth down uh, um, incompletion uh, as well. Uh, so he's been playing really good for the Browns. Uh, Greg Newsom has. But if you're the Bengals, you're this sucks because you don't want to lose to your inner city, you know, inner inner state rivals. Uh, but one thing before I get to where I'm going, Joe Mixon, after scoring the touchdown, it was seven seven. Uh, he was on the sidelines, and there's a lot of video, you know, people recording, and it's, it shows him on the sidelines, and he plops his helmet down, and he goes, "Yeah." Uh, Ohio runs through Cincinnati. This is our state, and we gonna do this all day. Oh boy, that's funny. He in fact did not do it all day. But where I'm going um, with this is this is still a really good Bengals team. This is the best Bengals team we've seen in 20 plus years. I think this is better than the 2015 Bengals team with Andy Dalton and AJ Green. I think this is better than the uh, 
any of the Carlson Palmer Carson Palmer years um, with him and Ocho Cinco. Uh, this is a really, this is a loaded offense that does need help at uh, at offensive line. But I mean, they have the tight end weapons in Uzama and Sample. They have the wide receiver weapons with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. They have the running back weapons with Joe Mixon and Samaje Pirine is in the scrub. Joe Mix, uh, uh, excuse me, Joe Burrow is playing really, really good. The defense is definitely some questions, especially in the secondary. But Mike Hilton's been a big improvement for them. Linebacker play was all right. Logan Wilson did go down, uh, pretty relatively early on. D line is pretty good. Um, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard uh, are pretty excellent for them coming off the sides um, as the edge rushers. This is overall it's still a good Bengals team. It's just I don't know. It, it was just the Browns came out and they were ready to play, um, and I guess the Bengals weren't. But this is no by no means. This is not a oh Bengals in B tier and they get shoved all the way. No, they're. This is still a really good team that just had a bad week. Yeah, we're going to get to the tier list later. I'm going to continue these stats. Yeah, we were at receiving. Uh, I believe I stopped at Jamar Chase. As I said, 6 for 49. Joe Mixon, 5 for 46. And nobody else really worth mentioning. In terms of defense, this was not a defensive game for the Bengals. They had, I believe, two, yeah, two sacks on the day. It was only Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, and seven tackles for loss. Not by Hendrickson himself. We're going to get into that later, or not at all. In terms of kicking, Evan McPherson did end up having one field goal, and it went 27 yards, and then an extra point, of course. And that's about it. Bad defensive game for the Bengals, bad offensive game for the Bengals, really just... Bad week for them. Uh, they will probably come back, but this is a good Bengals team, as Garrett has already mentioned. And I believe with that, we can get on to the next game, which is, uh, is Panthers versus Patriots. Uh, yeah. I'll do the Patriots side, and I'll go first. Uh, and I'll be the first one to say I was wrong, 100% wrong. This is one mm-hmm. of my one of my correct picks. But at the beginning of the year, I told Jay that adding Sam Darnold was a fantastic addition and that he was going to start playing like the first-round pick, and it was the Jets system that was bad. Now, don't get me wrong. The Jets system is still bad, um, except for they have the greatest quarterback of all time, Mike White, there now. Uh, but Zach Wilson is not looking very good. Uh, but Sam Darnold, that's, that, that's an L. Garrett in 4K, 8K, Ultra HD, I was wrong. Uh, Sam Darnold is not good at football. Mm. And I hate to say it, but it's it's facts. But here we go over to the Patriots side. We have Mac Jones, uh, 12 for 18, 139, one touchdown, one pick. I believe that pick was Stephon Gilmore? Yeah, was Stephon Gilmore. Rushing, Ramondre Stevenson, 10 for 62. Brandon Bolden, 8 for 52. Four, and Damian Harris, uh, I have him on fantasy, 15 for 30 and one touchdown. Receiving, Ramondre Stevenson, two for 44, and Kendrick Bourne, three for 34, is nothing really exciting. Uh, but Hunter Henry did get a touchdown, but he only had two receptions. Defense, 
Uh, Matthew Judon had a sack. Wow, they only got one sack. That Panthers old line improving every week. J.C. Jackson had two picks. Jamie Collins, former Cleveland Brown, had a pick. Uh, and then uh, not a whole lot else there. Um, but yeah, this was just um, this was just a disappointing. This was, there was just nothing really going um, for either team. Really, it was just not good at all. Like I watched the game highlights and. Uh, Panthers would drive a couple times just for it to be picked. Mac Jones looked inaccurate. Uh, he was 12 for 18, so it wasn't too bad, but he just didn't look very good. Uh, Panthers' defense is too good to have such a shitty offense. Uh, and with that, I'll leave Jay to talk about his Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Not a good showing for Donald. Not a good showing for the defense. Great showing for the defense, even though they gave up 24 points. But considering we, coming into this week, are the second best total defensive league, I think 24 is still a really good uh, stopping for them. Because this really could have been a blowout. It could have been like a 30 to 40 point victory for the Patriots. But our defense stepped up, as they always do. Let's talk Sam Darnold, why don't we? 16 to 33. He threw for over 30 times, and I'm not really a fan of that just because, you know, spread the wealth, spread the offense and the defense, sorry, offense on both passing and rushing, and there wasn't really much to talk about in terms of Darnold for touchdowns. Obviously, he didn't have any. Those three picks. One was an 82, I believe, yard pick six, and the other two, just bad reads. Uh, DJ Moore was not open on that touchdown that would have been caught. Of course, Darnold underthrew him, and then the other was just a good defensive play. I can't remember who got that one. And it was really just like a... He just jumped up and caught the ball. Probably would have been batted down had he done what you know most defensive linemen will do. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did return to this game, and I was happy for that. But... You know, he did his due diligence, had 100 scrimmage yards, 52 of which were rushing, but it just wasn't really a good day for the Panthers. As I said, uh, McCaffrey, 14 for 52. DJ Moore did have two rushes for 14, and I know that we don't typically going under 50, but those two rushes were really good. Jet sweep, and it went around for, I believe, uh, 12 years. I could be no one else really worth mentioning in terms of rushing. We just barely hit 23 rushes, and I believe that our goal was to get to the plus, like, each week. Wasn't really a good day in terms of rushing. In terms of receiving, McCaffrey had four receptions for 54 yards. Chuba Hubbard had a 33. DJ Moore had a 3 for 32. No one else really worth mentioning. Donald was just off the entire day. Granted, most of his incompletions were to the dirt, Sorry, the turf, but still. Bad day on offense for the Panthers. In terms of defense... Said, didn't you... Excuse me. Um, didn't mean to cut you off, but didn't wasn't there a thing you sent me about Darnold being injured? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, do you think that had any play in his No, I don't. Play? 
if I'm being 100% honest, have had an effect, but I really don't think that it did. I think that Donald is just a bad QB for the Panthers. Gotcha. Uh, he does have a... Let me see if I can pull the injury up. There's a partial fracture in his throwing shoulder. Let me see. There it is. I think there's no way that couldn't have affected something. I mean, it could have, but, you know, mm-hmm. for Darnold being Darnold, this was kind of a routine day for him. He does have uh, fractured scapula, which is, I'm not entirely sure where in the body that is, but it's a pretty bad injury, and he should be out for four to six weeks. So in the meantime, we've picked up QB Matt Bark, the Tennessee Titans. And we also have P.J. Walker. We also have P.J. Walker, the uh, Mm. XFL MVP. But he has not been playing good for us. Granted, in his one start that he does have, he did uh, shut out the Lions 20-0 last year, I believe. Mm. But it just hasn't really been a good day for offense or defense. In terms of uh, defense, Brian Burns with one and a half sacks. Before I get to anything else with Brian Burns... I'll just get to it actually. Uh, Mac Jones did end up kind of grabbing at his ankle at the end. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. And a lot a of people are saying back. that it's like, yeah. A lot of people are saying that Mac Jones like was out to hurt him or something like that. I personally do not think that that is the case. I think I that, that too. I think that he was just making a play on the ball. And I know that as a Panthers fan, I should be irate, but I'm not. I feel like it was really Mac Jones' fault. Nor do I think that it was Brian Burns' fault. Like I said, I think Mac Jones was just trying to make a play, make sure that Burns didn't get to the ball. Uh, yeah. Frankie Louvu did end up getting that ball, though. Uh, I believe I I looked at that too, and it wasn't like a Vontez Burfick thing, where you know he had him, he was trying to like Kurt Angle is is you know ankle or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, God, drop a wrestling reference in there somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. Um. <laughs> He wasn't trying to do that. I think he got strip sacked, and he just grabbed onto Brian Burns as a way of stopping him from retrieving the fumble. I think that was the play he was trying to make. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we don't really believe that Mac Jones is, like, incriminating or anything like that. He was just trying to make a play, and that was basically that. But, yeah. Burns had one and a half sacks and a tackle for loss. Uh, Hassan Reddick had half a which is rare for him. He normally has at least a sack or two a game. And no one else really worth mentioning in terms of tackles for loss, except for Jeremy Chin. And Shaq Thompson also had a tackle for loss. Um, Stefan Gilmore, the newly acquired Panther from the Patriots for a sixth rounder. Man, that bugs me. What a steal. But yeah, uh, as he I said, had his... I, would have, I would have given up a third round pick, up to a third, maybe even a second round pick for Stefan Gilmore, man, to come to Cleveland. Oh my God, got him for a six. That's that still bugs me. Yeah, um, great play by Scott Fitter, who is our GM. But yeah, um, he had a second straight pick, there. So that's two straight games now with picks, and he's looking like the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year that we all knew that he was, and know that he's going to be here in Carolina. Now I'm not going to say that he's going to get a pick every game, but Two straight games with the pick, you know. That's kind of what good cornerbacks do. And I'm very happy that we have him. And in terms of kicking, not going to talk about it. In terms of punting, also not going to talk about it. And, yeah, that's basically it. Just a terrible day on offense for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that was 100% honest. I am not excited for week 10. But we'll get to that later. I am. (laughs) We'll get to that later, though. Next game, we have the Denver Broncos versus Dallas Cowboys. This is one of the games where me and Jay had, you know, unanimously looked at each other and we were like, yeah, Cowboys, easy. Not even close. What happened? What the fuck, Dak? What are you doing? Oh, you want to talk the about Broncos the Cowboys? Gonna... I got you. I'll, I got do the, you. I'll do the Broncos side. I'm too mad. Talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> Yo, y'all still, y'all still them boys, huh? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But Trayvon Diggs is so overrated in my opinion. He's aight at getting picks. But let's, n- let's not kid ourselves acting like he a top corner, bro. He is burnt toast on 90% of plays, and that is not biased because I have no affiliation with or against the Cowboys. But just watching the games, uh, he's good for an interception here and there. But when it comes to being a cornerback and stopping catching and then, and, and like, completion percentage, he's very mid. Mm. I just want to get that out the way. Okay, so if the uh, Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater was 19 for 28, 249, and a touchdown, that long touchdown, to, I believe it was Tim Patrick, it was. Uh, rushing Javante Williams, 17 carries, 111 yards, and then Melvin Gordon had 21 rushes for 80 yards and a touchdown, and Bridgewater had a rushing touchdown. I mean, the, the, these Cowboys just couldn't stop the run, save their life. Oh, my God, that's a combined what? 191 rushing yards, crazy, and two scores. Receiving, we have Tim Patrick, four receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. Jerry Judy, six for 69. Uh, Kendall hit Kendall Hinton, the guy who played quarterback last year with all the COVID, uh, he had one reception for 40 yards. Uh, defense, uh, two sacks by Jonathan Cooper, a pick by Caden Stearns. And that's about it on defense. This was just uh, – Cowboys just didn't look good. It was the same thing with, the like, the Bengals. It's like this is a good team, but they just didn't show up to play. And the Browns and Broncos did. But, I mean, this was one of those games where this was unanimous. Yeah, Cowboys, do you even have to ask? And no, no, that's an L for us in the weekly predictions. Yeah. So now I will talk about what happened with the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott for 39. 39 times. Why are you throwing so much? Anyways, um, 232 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. In terms of rushing, Ezekiel Elliott rushed 10 times for 51. No one else to really talk about there. Man, Zeke has been a disappointment the last, like, two years. What happened? He was, like, the best running back in the league in, like, 2016 and 17, but then, like, injuries and stuff. And now I don't even know if he's top 10 anymore. Like, what happened? He's falling off. It's not even really – for being 100% honest, it's not injuries. It's just production. He's mm-hmm. a mid running back at best. But, yeah, not much to talk about in terms of uh, rushing. As I said, 10 for 51. You're not going to do anything with that. In terms of receiving, a terrible day. What happened here? It's 4.54. No touchdowns. I have him on fantasy. I don't know if I started him, though. <laughs> Amari Cooper, 2 for 37. 
And that's about it. Everyone caught one and it didn't go anywhere, or they dropped a lot. Uh, in terms of defense, let's see. Mike the rookie, that's uh, a half sacks for him and three tackles for loss. So good defense, I guess. Um, Keon O'Neill and Leighton Vanderesh, both two tackles for loss. Jordan Lewis, half a sack and a tackle for loss. Carlos Watkins, a sack and three tackles for loss. Osa, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. It's with an L, I will say that. Uh, one tackle for loss, and that's it. So three sacks and ten tackles for loss. Good defense, I guess, but you still couldn't stop Denver from scoring 30. What a day. What a day for Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try that either. You know what? I'm going to try it, and I'm going to butcher it. Mm-hmm. Osa Odighizua? Odighizua? I probably butchered it. I apologize, buddy. But um, Malik Hooker's on the Cowboys? Yeah. Dang, I think he was on the Colts still. Huh. Demonte KZ? I also thought I thought Demonte KZ was on the Chargers? Hmm. No. Last I checked, he was on the Falcon. I really don't be paying attention. Oh, yeah. It was Falcons, not Chargers. Yeah. Anyways, bad day for... Dallas, they'll probably come back with a vengeance against the aforementioned Atlanta Falcons this upcoming week. But we can talk about that next week after the game. Oh, yeah. Next, we have the... Minnesota Vikings versus the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my goodness. Kirk Cousins is a fraud. Fraudulent quarterback. This dude is stealing so much money from the Minnesota Vikings... It is Grand Robbery, man. It's GTM, Grand Theft Money. Like, oh, my goodness. Such a mid-quarterback to be, oh, my goodness. Like, he's been paid how much money? A lot. He just signed a fat extension either last year or the year before for mid-quarterback play. Mid. I mean, they they only rushed it. What, four, seven, yes, 21, like 22, 23 times, and they passed it 28 times. So, I mean, it's not like they're just giving it to Dalvin Cook, and he's in a – he is in a game-managing position, kind of like Baker Mayfield and the Browns, where it's lean on the run game, make plays when you need to. Kirk Cousins isn't doing that. He's not making plays when he needs to. He's not being productive. He has two touchdowns, but, I mean, this – for how much money he's making, uh, this is ridiculous. Um, I've been saying this for a long time. I'll do um, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. We can do the Ravens. But Lamar and the Ravens, another comeback win, avoiding the upset. I, you know, I've been very critical of Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Uh, but I really don't have a lot to say. Lamar has been looking really good. In the last couple games, he did have two picks this game. Uh, but I, overall, he's looked pretty good this year. And I hope he continues to look good in every game, <laughs> except for against except for against my Cleveland Browns. But we won't talk about that. But Kirk Cousins, he was 17 for 28, 187 and two. Rushing, it was the Dalvin Cook show. 17 rushes for 110 yards, no touchdowns. Receiving, Justin Jefferson, three 
receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. Pisses me off because I'm not that pissed, actually, because I still won in fantasy, but I would have dropped, uh, not dropped, but bench D-hop for Justin Jefferson, but I didn't get to it fast enough because it was a game-time decision, and I would have won by a lot more. If I would have lost, I would have been really pissed. Tyler Conklin, 5 for 45. No one knows really worth anything except for Adam Thielen, who had two receptions for six yards and one touchdown. Very uncharacteristic. Yeah, there it is. Game for him. Defense, Cameron Bynum got an interception. Sheldon Richardson, former Cleveland Brown, why'd we let you go? Oh, yeah, you wanted a lot of money. Uh, He had one and a half sacks. Armin Watts had a sack. um, And Anthony Barr had a pick. No tackles, nothing nothing he just had a pick you want to uh that pick was uh i actually don't remember the overtime and it would have oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it was he tipped it himself and he picked it normally we don't talk about kick returns but uh kine i believe in 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 wangwu kick returner he had a kick return touchdown so we love to see it. Good job there, bud. Yeah. Uh, no one else really worth mentioning. Uh, the Vikings are a disappointment. Uh, their defense is mid, and their offense is stale if Dalvin Cook isn't, you know, dying every play. Uh, Kirk Cousins is getting paid way too much money to be a game manager. Um, and even then, he's still not producing as, as much as he should. And uh, the Ravens are the real deal. But I will say at some point, the Ravens have to stop getting behind so much. I think they have two or three come from behind wins. Uh, of views like against the Chiefs, uh, Vikings, and the Colts, I believe it was. Uh, but they can't keep letting themselves get down because when they start playing the really good teams, you know, your uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, your Buffalo Bills, if they're in a good week, uh, your Arizona Cardinals, if they go down two, three scores, they're losing the game. Luckily, yeah, the games they've luckily the games they've went down on uh, has been against mid teams at best. But the coming the the being a heroic oh we're coming back in every game uh, that's not going to cut it uh, against good teams. So they need mm-hmm. to find a way to not be so stagnant at the beginning of games and just be at the same level the entire game because they can't just flop in the beginning and then bring it up at the end. Because, like I said, they go down two, three scores against the Cardinals, the Packers. They're losing the game. And then it's, you know, not, oh, Lamar making these comeback wins. Now it's, why are we going down? But we don't talk about it because now they're coming back and winning. But I'm just saying they can't continue to let themselves get down so much, especially against Mm -hmm. good teams, and expect a win. I agree. So I will kind of breeze through the Ravens. Yeah, we got to a lot. Tur- t- we got to turn it up a little bit because uh, we still have like four teams left, and we're already about an hour in. We that's all you, buddy. But anyways, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> oh, twenty-seven of forty-one, two sixty-six, three touchdowns, and an in- uh, sorry, two interceptions. Uh, in terms of rushing, Jackson also rushed twenty-one times for one hundred twenty, no touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Freeman, thirteen for seventy-nine. No one else really worth mentioning. In terms of receiving, Marquise Brown, nine. 19- Rashad Bateman, 5 for 52. Mark Andrews, 5 for 44. And that's really worth mentioning. In terms of defense, nothing. Nothing at all in terms of sacks. There are five tackles for loss, but we're not really going to talk about those. 
In terms of kicking, Justin Tucker went 2 for 2 with a long of 37, 4 extra points, and of course the game-winning uh, field goal in overtime. Yeah, Justin Tucker, by the way, uh, top 5 greatest kicker of all time. People are putting him number 1? I don't think so, not yet. Once he has the longevity and uh, the consistency, um, he has the consistency for the most part, one of the most consistent kickers of all time, but I still don't put him up higher than Adam Vinatieri, who, in my opinion, is the greatest kicker of all time. Uh, I could put him above Lou Groza. I can put him, uh, uh, I can put him above um, – man, what's his name? He's, uh, old uh, Saints kicker. His name's bugging me. I put him above Spasher Janikowski. I put him above Vanderjet. Uh, so top three I could see, but I still just don't see him being higher than Adam Benatari. And the fact that people are like, oh, Benatari, just it's recency bias. They see a 66-yard game winner, and they're like, greatest kicker of all time. Um, you know, how about you, you know, kick some game winners during Super Bowls? <laughs> I think Benatari is still number one. Moving on, though, we've got the Texans and the Dolphins. <laughs> I'll do the Texans part. Uh, the Texans suck. In case anyone has been watching the now, the Houston Texans are absolutely trash. They are bad, not good. Uh, Tyrod came back. Didn't matter. 240 yards, cool. Three picks, no tutties. Man, after the second pick, you got to bring in Davis Mills or something. But they were just nope. They're gonna ride the pine with Tyrod. Goodness. This, oh yeah, twenty-four, forty-three, two hundred forty yards, three picks rushing. Philip Lindsay had eight for twenty-eight. Uh, no one else did anything. David Johnson is an absolute shell of his former self, and honestly needs to retire because uh, he's tarnishing his legacy. Brandon Cooks, 6 for 56. Danny Amendola, 3 for 49. Chris Conley, 2 for 38. No one else really did anything else. Uh, defense, uh, Eric Murray had an interception. Jordan Jenkins had a sack and a half. Roy Lopez had a sack. Jacob Martin had a sack. Malik Collins had a sack and a pick. Uh, no one else really worth mentioning. Uh, the Texans are just bad at football. Um, and the Dolphins are also bad, but this is there's nothing I can sit here and gaslight. Like every team, there's always some bright spot. Absolutely not. They have no first round picks or not, no picks really at all because of the Lermy Tunsil trade. Uh, Deshaun Watson is never going to play for him ever again if he ever plays in the National Football League again. They have no quarterback, no rushing offense, no offensive line, no receiving weapons except for Brandon Cook. Cooks, who is extremely unhappy with being with the Texans, as you can see by his tweet after they traded Mark Ingram. Uh, defense, non-existent. They have an I-8 D-line. It's I-8. Ain't nothing special. It's I-8. This is just an absolute bad football team, and I'm just going to rest my case. And with that, I'll get to the Dolphins. Uh, Jacoby Brissett went 26-43. That's almost a 50% completion we're not going to get into that. 244 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. In terms of rushing, Miles Gaskin is the only person who did anything on this football field in running. Uh, 20 rushes for 34. That it's tells you how had good a really the cool touchdown catch. Uh, Talking about running right now. Really sick. Yeah, I know. I was just 
you just said when you said touchdown, I was like, touchdown? Mike Gusecki oh, yeah. had a touchdown, and it was sick. Yeah, definitely. Now I can get to the receiving end of things. Uh, Jalen Waddle finally was showing did something today, or Sunday. Eight receptions, 83 yards, but no touchdowns. Mike Gusecki, 454. He did not have a touchdown. You oh, no. It must have been a catch. It must have yeah, just it was just a really, really cool good catch. Really good oh, catch. man, I'm sad. I thought it was a touchdown. Yeah, 454, no touchdowns. Moskowska, yeah, no one else really worth mentioning. Matt Collins did have one touchdown, but that's about it. Uh, in terms of defense, three. Oh, yeah. Justin Coleman, one interception. Jerome Baker, an interception. Javon Hall, an interception. And then in sacks, Andrew Van Ginkle, one tackle for loss. Him, one sack and a tackle for loss. Emmanuel Ogba, two and a half sacks. Wow. One more Cleveland Brown. Still don't know why we let him go, but whatever. You just want every player, don't you? Bro, I'd say he was a former Cleveland Brown. He was good with us, and then we were just like, yeah, we don't need you. Same with uh, uh, Carl Nassib, real good for us. Don't know why we let him go, but... I mean, I can never, I can never feel too bad about it because it was during the Hugh Jackson era where he went three and thirty-one as a head coach, uh, mm-hmm. and so we made a lot of bad decisions. And but let me say, drafting Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward and all these guys and trading for Jarvis Landry, those are the big turnarounds. Uh, but I bring that up to this only to say, um, yeah, there was a lot of bad decisions made. With letting go, letting people go and all that, so yikes. Hmm. Yeah, I can say the same for Ryan, sorry, not Ryan, Ron Rivera. I don't know why I said Ryan. Uh, I could talk about, I could talk about a lot of people, but I'm not going to, to uh, Danny say Shelton this time. Too. Don't know why we got rid of Danny Shelton. First round pick. Hmm. All right, so back to um, the stats and stuff. Emmanuel Agba, as I said, two and a half sacks and two tackles for loss, and Jalen Phillips, half a sack. No one else really worth mentioning. So total, four sacks, four tackles for loss, and three interceptions. Good job, guys. We don't really talk about special teams because, yeah, there really wasn't any. And that's the end of that game. Miami wins 17-9. to Congrats. You did something. Wait, wait. It was against game the sucked. Texans. Now, the Eagles. I'll do, I'll do the Eagles. You can do Chargers. Oof. Okay. Um, all right, hang on a second. I'm gonna pull up the right. stats. I will. I will. Uh, I will say. Um, this game was a pretty good nail biter. Uh, hmm. Justin Herbert did really good. This was a really good game. I enjoyed it, and luckily, uh, Dust- Dustin Hopkins, former kicker for the Washington Football Team, came through with the game winner. This was one of my like four right predictions, and I, I needed it. I needed it. All right. So I will get to the Chargers now. Uh, Justin Herbert, 32-38, Wow. Good production for Justin Herbert. And two touchdowns. Uh, in terms of rushing, Austin Eckler, 18 rushes for 59 yards. No one else to really talk about, except for Justin Herbert also getting a rushing touchdown, but no one really cares. Unless He's you're a fantasy monster, at least this week. Uh in terms of receiving, Keenan Allen, 12 receptions for 104 yards. Mike Williams, 2 receptions for 58. And Jared Cook, 4 for 48. No one else to really talk about in terms of receiving. In terms of defense, let's see. 
Yikes. Bad day for defense for the Chargers. Joey Bosa, one tackle, sorry, one sack and one tackle for loss. And literally nothing else. Wow. And then, of course, uh, we already talked about Dustin Hopkins with the game-winning field goal as time was expiring, if I believe. Pray with that. And, yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, uh, 11 for 17, 162 yards and one touchdown. Jordan Howard on the rushing side had 17 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts had 10 carries for 62 yards. Kenneth Gainwell had two for three, but he had a touchdown. Receiving Devontae Smith, looking like the first-round pick that he was, I believe, right? Right? First-round pick, right? I think so. Possibly. Yeah. Should Okay, great. Aha, I'm correct. He had five receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard, three for 43. No one else really did anything. Jalen Rager, one for negative six. Come on, buddy. Defense. Uh, wasn't a whole lot of defense being played when you let Justin Herbert throw for almost 400 t- uh, yards. And that's really it. Um, if you want to think this is funny, check this out. There was zero punt returns. So either A, the Chargers didn't punt much at all, or B, they fair caught everything. But I really hope they didn't punt at all because that makes it funny. Let me um, check again to see. They probably just fair caught it. There's probably punts. I can almost guarantee it. No. Punt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. But, yeah, no, this is a good game. Um, Like I said, game-winning field goal, uh, dagger. Uh, and I needed this because this was a pick for me and Jay. I believe both picked the Chargers, and this was yeah. huge. I had a bad week of predictions, and I'm going to make it up for it this week. This week's going to be my week. Bar my words, it's going to be my week. All right, next game, Packers, Packers and Chiefs. Uh, you can do you know you do Chiefs. I'll do Packers. We'll just continue to we'll continue the you know I'll go first. Packers Jordan Love. Uh, yikes! Uh, Nineteen for thirty four, hundred ninety one touchdown, one pick. He didn't look very good. Um, this was inaccurate. His first start. It was his first start, which is why I'm a little you know I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and be like this isn't the future of the Packers. You know I'm not gonna do that, but. I will say um, this is a really bad Chiefs defense. Um, but, hey, other other than that, he did I, I guess. He did have a clutch late-game touchdown, but it was too little too late. Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 53 yards. Um, I played against him in fantasy, and luckily he got shut down for the most part. A.J. Dillon, 8 for 46. Uh, Jordan Love also had five rushes for 23 yards. Receiving Randall Cobb, apparently the greatest wide receiver in the history of the Green Bay Packers, history of the league, might as well, right? Randall Cobb, guys, three no. for 50. A.J. Dillon, four for 44. Devontae Adams, six for 42. Ellen Lazard had one for 20. That's a touchdown. No one else really worth mentioning. Defense, not a whole lot of it, except for a Rashawn Gary sack. That's about it. And uh, this Packers team is – it's missing Aaron Rodgers, and if had Aaron Rodgers been here, I'm pretty sure Aaron would have put 40 on this team, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> it was a really boring game. Hmm. I'm surprised we ended up watching this, but yeah, it was mm. supposed to be the game of the week, but we all know oh. what the game of the week was. Anyways, let's talk about Chiefs Super Bowl winner-ups. Patrick Mahomes went 20 of 37, 166 yards, and a touchdown. 
Doesn't he normally have like 200 yards a game? Who? Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, didn't he's, crack 200. Yeah, dude. He didn't. He didn't crack. Uh, I believe he didn't. He only had a little over 200 against the Giants. And mind you, this is not a. This is not a. Hang on a second. Um, this is not a offense that's like a, has the quarterback game manage where you know if he puts up 200 yards, that's kind of what he's asked to do, and it's all right. This is a pass first offense that can't pass. Give me a second. All right. This is a pass first offense that's struggling a lot right now, um, and so, yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's tough. Um, for the Chiefs, their the quarterback play is really not doing good. Their defense is really bad. I think Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes gotten figured out or or or, or nothing like that because I don't think so. But it's it's rough, man. Like they are not good. They are not good. You know, and so it, it's it's rough. I mean, what I'm, what do you really you know ask you know um, of him because he's not performing. And I hope they can get it on track soon because these Chiefs games are supposed to be really, really good, and they're not. They're really not. They're boring. Sorry about that. I had to go get pizza. It's all good. Uh, man, you're making me hungry, bro. Good. Be hungry. You're giving me Anyways. the – Dude, you're a bastard. I got the, <laughs> I got the hungies now, damn it. Yeah. Got me the, um... You gave me the hungies. In terms of rushing, went 19 for 70 yards, and literally no one else to talk about in terms of the Chiefs rushing. Uh, receiving, Travis Kelsey, 58, Tyreek Hill, 4 for 37. Absolutely no one else to talk about. Nicole Hardman did fun, but that was about it. In terms of the defense, let's see. Tyron Matthew had a sack and a tackle for loss. And... Anthony Hitchens, tackle for loss. Frank Clark, tackle for loss. No one else to talk about, you know, aside from Legereus Sneed having that one. But no one cares. Um, kicking, punting, kickoff returns, nothing else. It's just a very... Uh, Boring game. Sucked. Yeah. Next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Why? I used my game switch on this game because I was like oh no guys no Kyler Murray no D hop no AJ Green um they could there's no way the Cardinals without all these huge pieces could knock off the Niners yeah that worked out well Colt McCoy 22 of 26 missed four passes for 249 and a touchdown former Cleveland Brown now I know why we got rid of him but he played good this game James Connor 21 uh, carries for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Eno Benjamin, 9 for 39 and a touchdown. Receiving Christian Kirk, 5 for 91. James Conner, 5 for 77 and a touchdown. Man, he had two. Damn, he had two rushing and one receiving touchdown. Stack that. that uh, uh, stuff that stat sheet, my boy. No one else really with that. Well, Ant- Antoine Wesley, 3 for 62. Zach Ertz ran the ball. Why? Oh, no, he was receiving. I'm dumb. Uh, defense, uh, Marcus Golden had three sacks. Buda Baker had a pick. Chandler Jones had a sack. Jordan Phillips had a sack. No one else. This was 
man, if you're the Niners, is it time to hit the panic button? You just got molly in a game with the Cardinals that don't have Kyler, didn't have D-Hop, didn't have A.J. Green, uh, didn't have J.J. Watt, and they just got clapped. Like, is, is it time to hit the panic button if you're the 49ers? It's been time to hit the panic button for the 49 But, yeah, I will get to their stats right now. Jimmy Garoppolo went 28-40, three two touchdowns and an interception. Decent day for him, but he couldn't get it done, apparently. Uh, Mitchell, in terms of rushing, eight rushes for 36 yards. Absolutely no one else to talk about in terms of receiving. George Kittle went six for 101 and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, six for 89 and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, five for 63. Uncar. He dropped four, and it just wasn't a good day for him, apparently. And Elijah Mitchell, five for 43. No one else to really talk about there. Defense, DJ Jones, tackle for loss. Manuel Mosley, tackle for loss. Nick Bosa, tackle for loss. Arik Armstead, one sack and a tackle for loss. Arden K, a sack and a tackle And nothing else to really talk about. If you're the Niners, defense, what do you do? That was – is the Garoppolo season over for him? Uh, not season, but, like, you know, um, the Garoppolo era. Is it over after this year? Um, He's not playing very good. And they have Trey Lance ready and waiting. Maybe yeah, Trey Lance, Trey Lance isn't spark. really ready either. Do you think Trey Lance will be able to spark this offense? Maybe not right now, but when he's ready. Because think about it. Garoppolo's not playing very well. Very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. At some point, the Niners might just pull the plug on the season and be like, hey, that's it. And they're going to put him out there. And and maybe it's really good or maybe it's really bad. Either he's not ready and he's going to get clapped or he's going to show what he can do that Garoppolo can't. He's going to ignite this offense. And I like Garoppolo. I hope he does good. But he's just not playing very good right now. And he has the weapons, so that's not like a, oh, he has no one to throw to. You know, that's just Debo Samuel, Brandon Dayuk. You know, and he has a good rushing game with Raheem Mostert and all that. And it's like he's just underperforming. Hmm. Yeah, I do think it's time to pull the plug on Garoppolo. Just hasn't really been a good it's, – uh, it's been a terrible era for him. Next we, have the... Next, we have the Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles Rams. I actually uh, did go and watch this game. I did not go in person, obviously. But um, this was a monster game for the Titans. This was one of those games where it's like, bro, wow. Am I, yeah, was, was, my, was my statement last week, and, and is in another Garrett Cotton 4K, 8K, could be. 8D, when I said the Titans weren't going to win more than three more games until Derrick Henry's back? Well, they already got one. They just need two more. Oh, no. Maybe I underestimated this team, man. But I'll do the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, 19-27, 143, one touchdown, one pick. Dante Foreman, 5 for 29. Adrian Peterson, someone to rally back the clock until it's 2009. Uh, Psych, he had had 10 carries for 21 yards, but he did have a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill also had a rushing touchdown. A.J. Brown, 5 for 42. Julio Jones, 4 for 35. Not really looking like himself, but look at the quarterback play. Very mid. Defense, uh, three sacks by Jeffrey Simmons. 
half a sack by Harold Landry, one and a half sacks by Danico Autry, uh, interception by David Long, and interception by Kevin Byard, one of the better safeties in the league. Uh, this was just – the Rams were just not ready. Matt Stafford made bad decisions. He was getting tackled in the end zone, and he when he spun around, he just needed to get rid of it, and he threw it right between the numbers to a Titans player for the world's easiest pick six. Like, it was just not a good game for the Rams mm. and a statement game for the Titans. Definitely. Speaking of the Rams, Matt Stafford went 48, almost through 50 times. You're playing behind, I can understand that, but still, what a day. Four, one of which was X6, we've already talked. And the other one very well could have been as well. In terms of rushing, Daryl kind of bottled up 11 for 55, and no one else really rushing. In terms of receiving, Robert Woods was the leading receiver today. Or today. Uh, Seven receptions, 98 yards. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions. Pretty sure Top he's over 1,000. Right yeah, I'm pretty crack. sure he's like leading the league in he's, he's, receptions, he's yards, and yeah. touchdowns. He's, he's, he's on the he's on the he's on the um, pace to break Megatron's um, single season uh, receiving yards record. Mm, interesting. Those 95 that he had on Sunday, I think that he did eclipse a thousand in ten weeks, nine. So for him. Uh, Tyler Higby, 5 for 51, and no one else really worth talking about. Defense, this was a good defensive day for the Rams, but the Titans just played better. Uh, Dante Dayon, one tackle for loss. Jalen Ramsey, a tackle for loss and an interception. Leonard Floyd, a sack. Uh, Aaron Donald, a sack and a tackle for loss. Greg Gaines, half a sack. The guy who we struggle to pronounce every time we try to do this... Okoronkwo, however you say his name, I am so sorry if I'm butting. Half a second and tackle for loss, and that's about it. Good defensive day for the Rams, but like we said, the Titans just played better on literally every standpoint. And this was a statement win for the Titans. I believe there was someone there who had three straight, not three straight, but literally had three sacks. Yeah. Monster day for the Titans. And with that, we can move on to the final game of the week. Bears versus Steelers. Steelers. Oh, my God. I watched this game. This game sucked up until the very end. At the very end, the Bears started to come back. But, man, the refing was horrible. The Bears had over 100-plus yards of, of penalties. Some of it was, like, offsides and dumb shit. But, like... There's some sketchy calls, including the taunting that gave the Steelers a first down on fourth down. I mean, it was third down. He got sacked, and it was like he's sacked pretty far back. They're punting it. And then um, the dude for uh, the Bears who sacked him had – his name was like Marsh, his last name. He, uh, like, stared down the punter as they were coming in. And the ref was kind of looking like he was going to throw the flag, but then he turned around and walked off. And then as he ran behind the ref, the ref hip-checked him, backed his dump truck of an ass up into him and bumped into him and then called the flag. Uh, it was just really, like, buggy uh, officiating. There's been really bad officiating this year. Like, I think the NFL needs to really either start laying some heavier fines or what. 
because there's some bad officiating and to the point where it's 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 deciding games. And when the NFL games start being decided by the refs, that's when you know shit's not good. Mm. But I'll do the Bears. Justin Fields, 17 of 29 for 291, one touchdown, one pick. He looked pretty all right. Another decent game for him. David Montgomery, 13 for 63. Uh, Darnell Mooney had one reception for uh, one, excuse me, rush for 15 yards and a touchdown. I believe that must have been a jet sweep. Receiving Cole Komet, six uh, receptions for 87 yards. Allen Robinson, four for 68. Marquise Goodwin, one for 50. Darnell Mooney, three for 41 and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham had one for 28. Uh, not really effective. Roquan Smith with a sack. Robert Quinn with the sack. Cassis Marshed. That's him. He has a sack. Um, Bilal, Bilal Nichols, one sack. No picks any around. Nope. Uh, Jakeem Grant, a pretty good kick returner. Didn't do a whole lot. Um, this was a rough game. The Bears absolutely had a chance to win it, but at the end, I didn't like the play calling. They were really aggressive. There was like a minute and a half, almost two minutes left, and they instead of setting to run it down and use a little bit of clock before punching it in, they instantly punched it in, and at that point, it was only a two-point lead, and they straight up just gave the Steelers way too much time. I called it when it first happened. Me and Jay were on Discord, and I had literally said they left too much time, and lo and behold, they left too much time. Uh, but they almost, after the score, they, they didn't have much time left, and they almost, they almost did something. Had the kicker for the Bears not have hesitated into that field goal, because I think he thought he was going to get iced, uh, and he he really didn't get any of that kick. He he might have made that sixty-five yard field goal. Like, it, he might is a chance. He had a better chance of just kicking it. Um, anytime you kick the ball, you have a chance. Uh, but uh, him he he jumped um or like hesitated, and then the only type of power he had was just a swing of his leg instead of the run into it, and that ball was well short and it's rough. So I'll get to the Steelers side of things. Uh, me and Garrett, pers- Garrett, for obvious reasons, me, just not a fan of the team. But anyways, Ben Roethlisberger, 21-30, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Najee Harris, 22 rushes for 62, no one else. Receiving Deontay Johnson, 5 for 56, no touchdowns. Pat Fryermuth, 5 for 3 and 2 touchdowns. James Washington, one for a big 42, and no one else really worth mentioning. In terms of defense, let me see. Uh, um, TJ Watt had three sacks and three tackles for loss. Good game for him. No one else really worth mentioning aside from Joe. Hay- sorry, Cameron Hayward, an interception. But yeah, that's about it. No defense, really. I mean, you didn't really have to do much against the Bears. They're the Bears. Um, yeah, there also, was that. I saw, um, Good. I saw a visual, not visual, but it was a post on Facebook, and it was one of the Steelers' pages, and they were like, welcome the new NFL leader in sacks, TJ Watt. That is incorrect. He has, I believe, uh, I think he has 11 and a half sacks, but Miles Garrett, my Cleveland Browns, has 12. Or somewhere along those lines. Miles Garrett is a half a sack ahead of him, but I just saw that visual and I wanted to let it be known that Miles Garrett is still the sack leader, but TJ Watt is breathing down his neck. Yeah. 
That's all we have in terms of uh, week nine recap. Now we can. That was the week nine recap, and here we go. No, we we do the week ten picks. That's how we end off because that's one of those rapid fire things we do at the end. Gotcha. Um, But now we got the tier list after week nine tier list. Here we go. We got S tier for God teams, A tier for good teams, B tier for mid teams, C tier for they I but they ain't very good, and they 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 they're not very good and then d is your you know your texans and your lions and we're gonna jump right into it and your jaguars uh so we're gonna get that out the way here because we got texans d tier if there was a lower tier they'd be there lions same thing jaguars you beat the bills you think you're gonna no you're still terrible sorry you're not bumping up okay Tennessee Titans. Here we're not going to just build up. We're just going to put them where they go. Tennessee Titans. Where do you put them, Jay? Personally, statement win against the Rams. They can move up to B, but I think that C is a pretty good place to put them for now. C is now kind of used as like a not very good team, but they're not horrible. Mm-hmm. I think. I think honestly, with that statement win, I do think the Titans go up to B tier. I think they're. A, 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 they're in between. They're not too good, but they're not dog shit. Yeah. So that 7-2 and two is like a pretty good 7-2. Exactly. All right, Miami Dolphins. Uh, actually, I'm putting Miami down there with the Texans, Lions, and Jags. They suck. That's fair. Cleveland Browns. Are we overhyping last week or we keep st- – uh, what's happening for this week? Uh – they're five statement win. It was statement a statement win, win but they're um, kind of inconsistent. Inconsistent, yeah. Their defense also has a lot of inconsistencies as well. Uh, but I think they're better than a C tier, and I'm not any. There's no bias here. I think they're better than C tiers, like your Vikings, your Falcons, your Giants. I think the Browns are better than those teams. Okay. I think they can go. I think they're they're not A tier and they're definitely not S tier, but I don't think they're Giants, um, Eagles, uh, uh, Vikings bad. All right, so, so I, I think I think they can go to B tier. Yeah, they're That's in between. Fair. Minnesota Vikings, C tier. How 100%. much? How much do I want to put you in D tier? But you're gonna escape and you're gonna go to C tier. Not much said, Kirk Cousins. I hate you. Um, but not as much as I despise of uh, a couple other players. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where are we putting them? They were off this and lost to the Saints, but I think that they're still an A-tier team. They're definitely still an A-tier team. I was just wondering if you thought they were S-tier, but I was like, eh, some pretty bad losses. I don't know. know. Tom Brady is still the GOAT. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. They're I think they're close to dropping the D. They they're are bad. bad. They're they're low C. They're not very good. Atlanta Falcons C tier. They're not absolute dog shit, but they're not better than the Titans, and they're not better than the Browns, and that's the standard of measurement I'm putting them on. They're just below mid. They're not very good, but they're not horrible. Baltimore Ravens, but it's. Uh... Uh, Baltimore, I can Baltimore. put them between we, A and B. Do we, do, we, do we put them in A tier? 
Because do I think they're better than the Titans? Yes. Do I think they're better than the Browns? I think so. I think, I think they can go up there with the Bucks with an A tier. What do you think? I think it's the fact that they have to keep coming back that's really like holding me. It's bugging. That's what's kind of bugging me is that once they start facing good teams, those they're not going to be able to make those late game comebacks. You know, six minutes left down two scores, they're not going to be able to win those games because they're going to face good teams. Yeah. But the, at the end of the day, they're getting wins. And, 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 but I just, I think they're better than the Titans and I think they're better than us. So I think they're A tier. Okay. Chicago Bears, you are. I want to put them Justin, in D tier. I really do. Literally, Justin Fields and a mid defense away from being in D tier. I think they go in C tier. They're not horrible, but Lord, are they not very good. Yeah. But they're, are they better than the Texans and Lions? Yes. But are they better? Are they, are they better than the Vikings or Niners? No, they're about right there with them. And they're definitely not better than the Titans. So they're definitely not better than the Browns. Mm. Cincinnati Bengals. What do we do with this here? They're in between... I'm not sure. Dude. They're still a good team, but like they're losing games they should not. Mild inconsistencies as well, especially on defense. And special teams, but we're not going to talk about and that. special teams, yeah. I mean, how are you going to let the Jets put up a 30-piece on you and then you're going to let the Browns a week later – you know, with all the issues and injuries, they're going to put up 41. Uh, are they better than – wow. Well, now I can't even say are they better than the Ravens because they beat the Ravens. Yeah, they but beat are the they better? They did. But are they uh, better than – but they also lost to the Browns, which is at the tier below. I'm willing to put of your them call. in B tier for now. I, I, I would say I do think they are B tier. They're not dropping to S tier. We don't – no, no, not even close. But they're they have issues, glaring issues that is stopping them from winning close games or big games. Um, and their oh, yeah. defense is really bad. Dallas Cowboys. I'm not overhyping what happened. Dak is hurt, and I think that was a product of it. Um, I still think they're a, but they're like, what do you think? I could see B, but I I think they're way better than how they played. Yeah, they're still a really good team, so I'm willing to keep I, them in A tier. Yeah, because they were in A tier for our last week. Browns moved up. What did I say last week, Jay? I said if we play really good against the Bengals, I feel like we have a chance to move up, and what happened? We moved up. Makes me happy. Indianapolis Colts. I'm going B tier. The Colts are a type of team where it's like you can tell what you're going to get yeah. from them week by week. Mm-hmm. But and then their defense did almost blow it to the Jets late game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still don't think that they're a pretty good ball club. Are they yeah, better definitely. than the? Are they better than the Cowboys and Ravens? No. But are they worse than the Vikings and Bears? No. Right in the middle. So we're putting them. L A. L A. Rams. Dude, L A. Rams, man. Um, I'm gonna say A, borderline B. Because now they are losing games, they they're losing games, and it's it's not like they lost to the Titans, and they had a, they have had a couple really rough L's that they shouldn't have had. L's on the season though. I know, but they're bad L's. Yeah, but they have been playing really good overall at the turn mm-hmm. of the season. Which is why I say A tier. Yeah. 
uh, oh, I keep one to say San Diego. Goodness me. Los Angeles Chargers. They're going nowhere. But they're they winning. They aren't god-awful. I say B-tier. Mm. They're not Bears bad, but they're not Ravens good. Borderline C, honestly. Borderline C, yeah. But still B. Chiefs. I'm doing it. I'm saying C tier. This team sucks. That's this is not a good ball club, Jay. This is a bad offense and a bad defense. This is a stagnant offense with a five hundred million dollar quarterback that is just not good. And then their defense is god awful. C tier. Damn near borderline D. I don't want to hear agree. it. Most of their wins are from early on when they were playing good. I agree. Saints. As much as I want to say D, they're still. I think you're... Yeah, they're still. I think you're seeing. That's the yeah. thing. New York Giants. Very low C. C close to yeah. D. Philadelphia Eagles. Do we put them in D tier? They're not good at all. I'd be willing. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are they really? Are they Texans bad though? Are they Texans, Lions, Jags, Dolphins bad? I think they are. are like they, no bias either. Really? Like I, I. This is not a good team. I don't even want to put them in in C because they their only good wins are against the Lions. They barely against us. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to put them. I really, I'm going D tier. I'm sorry, they are just so bad right now. Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm tired of sleeping on the Steelers. Their offense still sucks, but that de- anytime they have that defense play like they have, they have a chance to win games. Uh, their defense is keeping them in games, like Carolina's should, but isn't. Where do you put the Steelers in? They're not going A tier. I, I think they're either B or C tier. I'm comfortable I think putting B is them a fair. I hate the Steelers, so you know this is taking a lot for me to put them here, but as long as they have that defense, they're there. Yeah, it's a Denver fair. Denver Broncos, let's not get overexcited. They're not great, but they aren't complete dog shit. I think they're literally the definition of C tier. Yeah. Green Bay Packers. Uh, they almost beat the Chiefs with no Aaron Rodgers. I still think Packers are an S tier with Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, S tier. Without talk about because we don't have to worry yeah. about that just yet. So yeah, yeah. they're I, still, I still think Super Bowl contenders. All right, Carolina Panthers. As much as it pains me to say it, I think it's finally time we drop them to D tier. You think it's D tier time? With how bad Sam Darnold has been playing. And continues to play, and with the fact defense can't keep doing what we're doing, I think mm-hmm. it's time. Like we can't be stuck out there all day, every every week. You know how gassed that defense is after all those picks, like especially mm-hmm. when they're early on picks, dude. They're gassed. They're tired. All right, Los Vegas Raiders. Wow, I almost said Oakland. Then I stopped myself and almost said Los Angeles, but I caught myself. <laughs> Raiders. Uh, uh, you can never tell with them. Glaring issues, man. 
glaring issues, the same issues that were hindering the Browns last week when we put them in C tier, mm-hmm. is the same frontline issues, inadequate quarterback play. This time Derek Carr is just so inconsistent. Baker Mayfield's hurt, so he's inconsistent there. Um, even a healthy Baker is not so much better than Carr. I do think he is, but they're a weird team. I think that they're the like day. a. I think. Uh, see as well. I think they do go and see as well. Washington football team, and oh goodness, they still have the Redskins logo. They're canceled, canceled, canceled. Um, if I'm being honest, I almost want to put them in D. I'm putting them in D. I'm overruling you. They suck. If they had a decent defense, I'd be willing to put them in C. But not only does their offense suck, but their defense sucks. Yeah, they just don't know where they're going with the football. No. Ron Rivera, what are you doing with your team? Oh, God. Arizona Cardinals, still S-tier. Still S-tier. Buffalo Bills, A-tier still. Yeah. I'm not bunking them down. They had a bad week. They'll come back. That's how it usually Seattle, is. Seattle Seahawks. With Russell coming back, you can never with tell. With Russell. Mm. Right now we had them at low I think they that with Russell coming here. back, they can bump up to B. But that's if he plays good. I'm going to keep them in C tier because of how badly it's, they've been. We're un- well, right now it's unproven because we don't know until next week's rankings when we redo the tier list whether right. they're any better with Russell Wilson. So there's really no uh, good proof for us to bump them up any higher. I think they stay C tier. That's what I was saying. New England Patriots. Uh, what do we think? I don't want to talk about the Patriots right now. But they're not horrible. Yeah. Honestly, I think they can go in B tier. That's a fair assumption. Because they're not bad. And then here we go, the New York Jets. <sighs> it's like, do you want to put them in Are we team? going with Mike White or without Mike White? <laughs> Like, that's really... You want to put them in D tier. Are they really that bad? I, you know what? You know what? I'm actually going to move the Eagles to C. Really? Uh, I don't... I They're bad, but... I'd use the... Are they worse than the Jets? And the answer's no. They're not so, worse than the Jets, you're right. So that's why I'm, I'm putting Eagles up to C tier, but they are bottom C. I'm saying they are scratching the bottom C tier, mm. and the Jets go into D tier. So just to recap, if people are just tuning in or whatever, not just tuning in because it's not live, but whatever, um, people are just listening, D tier for the NFL tier list. We have the Houston Texans, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, Carolina Panthers, Washington football team, and the New York Jets, who I love to pick every week just for funsies. C tier, we have the Minnesota Vikings, San Francisco 49ers, Atlanta Falcons. I'm not going to say their first name. It makes it longer. Bears, Broncos, Chiefs, Saints, Giants, Raiders, Seahawks, Eagles, who just got moved up. B tier, this is your, they're good, but they're not great, but they're not horrible. They're in between. It's the Titans, Browns, Bengals, Colts, Chargers, Steelers, Patriots, your A tier. This is your good teams. These are your, yeah, good, not not great, but they're really good, and they're definitely not bad. These are your Bucks, your Ravens, 
Cowboys, Rams, and Bills in your S tier. These are the two best teams in the league. Well, not just two, but these are the best teams in the league. These are your top tier teams. These are your Green Bay Packers and your Arizona Cardinals. That is the tier list for week 10. Uh, Jay, would you mind getting a picture of this? Oh, sh- you don't have it. Yeah. I'm dumb. I forget. Last, last week you were doing that. All right. Uh, just a... All right, man. Check one, two, one, two. There we go. I can hear you. Uh, apologies. Uh, apologies. Uh, it, it cut me. It cut the podcast off when I left to take a photo of our tier list, which I guess is a pretty clean cut if you're going to cut it. At least it didn't happen in the middle of us doing something. It was at the end of our second to last subject. But here is our last subject. We're going to run through these real quick. Um, and then just tag this on to the last uh, the, the uh, end of the last one. Here is our week 10 predictions. First game, Ravens-Dolphins. Jay, who do you have? I have the Ravens. I also have the Ravens. Why? Just better. Um... Dolphins suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. Yeah. Ravens are better. Dolphins suck. All right, next cool. one. Um, Bills versus Jets, Jay. Bills. You know me. I rolled the dice every week. Give me the New York Jets. This man. Take it every week. Uh, maybe the Bills can suck again. And if we have, and if they got Mike White, W. Uh, next game. Colts. <laughs> doesn't. Colts. Jags. Jay. Colts. Colts. Uh, Jags suck. Pretty simple there. Uh, Colts have been playing really good. Carson Wentz is playing great. Next game. Browns. Patriots. I got Browns. Same, and that's not uh, on the Patriots. I really good. do think that the Browns are uh, the Patriots. Honestly, probably would have lost if it weren't for all those turnovers. They looked really bad. They didn't look mm. very good. Next game: Cardinals Panthers. Uh, I got Cardinals. Jay still have the Cardinals, even though Kyler Murray might be out for the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is an all-around really good team, and it's good to see that without even some of their big pieces. They don't just drop down to like D tier. Like they are still a good team. That's how you know a good team is a good team. Next, uh, we have the Seahawks Packers. Jay, I have the Packers. I also have the Packers. Um, Russell Wilson's coming back, um, but I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson. Um, it's going to be a close game, though. I think, but I am taking the Packers. Next game, Raiders at Chiefs. Jay, uh, I have the Raiders. I also have Not the Raiders. Not really sure about that one. Remember, if you want to use your game pick, you have until Sunday morning to make your one game switch. So keep that in mind. Stick with the Raiders for now. Same. Uh, Chiefs look really bad. The the Raiders didn't look much better, uh, but they did they did look better than the Chiefs. They, they didn't look very great last week losing to Giants, but they looked all right. Mm. Next game, Titans Saints. I have the Titans. I also have the Titans. The Saints don't have a quarterback, and they're not going to do anything. Yeah, and if the, Titans, if the Titans play like they played last week, uh, they're going to be really good. I'm going to be eating my words of they're not going to be very good without Derrick Henry. Next game, we have the Stillers versus the Lions, Jay. Let's be honest. Lions ain't doing shit. Steelers. Steelers I, also, I also have the Steelers. I'm finally I'm finally gritting my teeth, and I'm picking the Steelers. Hmm. Uh, I want them to lose because Browns fan, but I think they're going to win. Uh, their defense is really good. And Jared Goff sucks. Next game, uh, Bucks Washington football team. I have the Bucks. Pains me to say it, but I gotta. Go. 
Washington. Yeah. Washington's not very good. Last, if they had last year's defense, I would have put them C tier. Um, but no, they're just not good. Uh, next game, uh, Cowboys Falcons. I have Cowboys. Same here. All right. Uh, the Falcons slithered by the Saints, and I think the Cowboys are going to have a revenge game, and they're going to be out. Uh, next game, we have Chargers Vikings. Jay, I got the Chargers for the. I don't trust. Minnesota. I have the Vikings. I have the Vikings actually. I have the Vikings because the Chargers have been inconsistent just like the Vikings. Um, I do think the Chargers are better, but I, I, I'm actually taking a gamble with this one. This is one of my um, – this one along with the Jets um, and my next pick are kind of my gambles. Those are my – I need to get a step on Jay for this week's picks. I need to, I need to roll the dice a little bit, you dig? <laughs> um, that's what I'm doing there. The Jets one's kind of a big dice to, to roll, but I'm doing it anyways. Um, so I have Vikings. You have Chargers. Next game, Broncos. Eagles. Jay. Uh, Eagles. I, have the I Eagles. cannot trust. Eagles are not very good, but neither are the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to ride high on their win, and uh, I think I, th- I just think the Eagles are going to come in. I think it's going to be a close game, um, but I do think the Eagles are going to win. Uh, next game, Niners. Uh, Niners. Rams. Uh, I have the Rams. I also have the Rams. Niners ain't doing the shit. Niners. Sorry, Dad. Stop. Yeah, sorry, Mom. <laughs> My mom's a Niners fan as well. They are not very good. Garoppolo's mid. Offense is mid. Defense is below average. They're not very good. Uh, Rams are probably going to be uh, looking – same with the Cowboys. They're going to be looking for a revenge game because they're probably not too happy. They just got shown up and embarrassed by the Titans, especially when 80% of the comments under the NFL's Instagram post about big game, Rams, Titans, everyone was like, Rams, easy. And look what happened. Titans made them eat their words, and they're probably going to make me eat my words in the upcoming weeks about them not being very good without Derrick Henry. But I think they are. Uh, I think the Rams are going to beat the Niners, and I think it's going to be probably I'll go under ten. I, I under as in the under is ten, as in the Rams are going to win by ten or more. Mm. Uh, Niners aren't very good, but I could see Debo Samuel and Garoppolo, you know, make it a close game. But I just think it's it's not going to be. Uh, 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 a win for the Niners. All right. That is our week 10 picks. And this has been the clutch ball podcast. Thank you for listening. And we'll get back to you next week around the same time, hopefully on Wednesday or maybe even a Thursday kind of depends when we're available, but it's a week to week podcast. Um, This has been technically podcast. Number one, we did have a podcast on Twitch that didn't work out. Hence why we're here now. Uh, but this is podcast. This is the Clutch Ball podcast number one um, for week uh, for week ten of the NFL season. We'll get back to you next week for podcast number two. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.